Good Sunday morning, and welcome to another edition of the Sunday Rise presented by the Sideline Junkie. It's a cool 57 degrees here in the DMV. It's me, the big guy KG, with my partner, my brother, the boss, BJ. What's up? Now, of course, you already know why we're here. We're going to talk NFL Week 6, but before we get into that, we got something else to talk about. B, go ahead and take that away. Hey, man, I just wanted to touch on, like, we, we enjoy doing our podcast. Uh, we, you know, we're coming up, I believe, three years now we're coming up on our total podcasting existence. So, and, you know, we're we're in a lot of group chats and Facebook rooms and, you know, Instagram posts giving our opinion and stuff. And something I noticed is that people don't enjoy the sports debate. They want to argue. They want to get in their feelings. They want to take it personal. And I, it's, you, I see it. We see it all the time. And especially once the Lakers won the championship and everybody's comparing LeBron versus Jordan versus Kobe and whoever else. You see a lot of people taking things personal. And y'all are missing the beauty of sports. The beauty of sports is that you can sit down with somebody, y'all can talk about sports, and then you get to that, that fork on the road where, and me and KG do it all the time. You get to that fork on the road, be like, you crazy in your head. You really think this, that, and the other about this player is better than that player. And instead of us arguing and, and about to go toe-to-toe with blows, now it turns into a debate. I right, tell me why you think this this person is better than this person. He tells me his opinion. I come back with some opinions, some of my facts. He'll come back with it. And as when you start being really good at debating, you start becoming a really good listener. Like, oh shit, that does make sense. I didn't know his his he was four and oh, you know, in the fourth quarter, you know, when, you know, this, that, and the other, and shooting sixty percent or, you know, completing sixty-five percent of his passes. You know, you start incorporating those facts with your facts. I'm like, all right, that does make sense. Or you combat with your facts, your facts, and be like, hey, I understand what you're saying, but look, here goes something. You know that you know my facts that kind of like disprove what you're saying it kind of proves what i'm saying and then if y'all are both good listeners good debaters y'all emerge back onto the same road y'all forked off for a second y'all emerge back onto the same road and be like all right i see what you're saying you know we differ in opinion there but we're gonna keep going but now i understand what you're saying and you understand what i'm saying and sometimes, you know, you're wrong. And it's okay to be wrong. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. You might have misunderstood something, you know. Um, but it's okay for people to have an opinion. And, you know, I see it all the time. People, you know, um, talking derogatory when somebody expressed themselves an opinion on a, uh, on a player or a team. Um, I was going back and forth from people when the Rockets – uh, loss in the playoffs. Um, you know, people call you casual fans. You know, or you a newbie. You know, you don't know the game. Like, how do you know what I know? 
So I'm just here to say, enjoy the enjoy the sports debate. Stay away from the sports argument. Because if you're looking at two people arguing a distance, you don't know who's right. You know, if I'm the if I'm just you know looking down the street and two people arguing back and forth, both of y'all look silly. Sit down, have a good debate, crack open a beer, um, a smoke, whatever you do. You know, that's that's the way to go about it. Let people have their opinions. People are entitled to their opinions. That's what we do on this show all the time. These are our opinions. We created our show to have our opinions. And that's what we do. And then we put it out there for the masses to listen to. We put our opinions in the group chat, you know, and we got a couple of people that always give us feedback in the Sideline Junkies 24-7 group. Shout out to y'all. We love y'all opinions. Love it. Big Jim put out a, a couple articles on, on his thoughts on the Lakers. That's his opinion on the Lakers. You're going to have Laker fans that differ on, you know, his opinion. That's fine. That's when you start, all right, Jim, but what you think about this, that, and the other? Jim come back like, I, okay, I see what you're saying. That makes sense. I didn't think about that. And, and I think one thing that Jim has always been in the minority is, is he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And he hates Ben Roethlisberger. And the majority of Pittsburgh fans I talk to like Ben Roethlisberger. I like Ben Roethlisberger. But when Jimmy make his points on Big Ben, I understand what he's saying. So it's about give and take. And that's what it's about. So, uh, KG, you got anything to add to that? No, I agree with you, with you wholeheartedly. I had to sit here and chuckle. Because when you say you see uh, – Two people arguing, you don't know who's right. And it made me think of something Coach Thompson used to say. You never argue with a fool because from a distance, you can't tell which one of you guys are a fool. Exactly. And, hey, everybody's going to have opinions, but just because your opinion don't match don't mean it's wrong. Like, my opinions about LeBron James are my opinions. I feel that he's very disrespected. And when he said, give me my respect, a lot of people say, oh, wait, you, you know, the legends ain't never had to ask for their respect. They just got it. You're not, you missing the whole concept of what he's saying. And, but that's my opinion versus your opinion. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you and fight you about it. I enjoy the sports and, debate. And, 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 that, and that's the main thing, man. It's, it's you just shake your head. And, and look, I'm not saying this, nobody's perfect because I fell into some sports arguments you know, from time to time. But, you know, once your mind grows up a little bit and you mature a little bit, you know how to, like, it's certain, if I hear somebody talking sports, depending on what they're saying, I already know that that's not a person I want to talk sports with. One, in, in my head, depending on what you're saying, or I know you, know you don't know what you're talking about, in my opinion, especially if you're just spitting wild stuff, you know, or, are you spitting facts or you just... Uh, it's just make-believe, you know what I'm saying? And you'll hear a lot of sports conversations that are make-believe, you know? And that's your opinion, that's cool, but those aren't the facts. And I'm not even talking sports with you. I'll go as far as, like, oh, I don't watch football. I'm not even going to engage. Oh, no, I don't watch basketball no more, you know? I'll do it, I'll do it quick. We're not. I'm not even talking sports with you. I need somebody that knows what they're talking about. You want to talk about the NFL? 
You want to talk about Washington football team? I expect you to come with what you know. I expect you to be knowledgeable about this football team, where they rank, what you think, you know, who's performing, who's not, you know, who needs to be replaced, who can, who they can build on, you know? But see, you say that, but I, now, granted, I've said some off-the-wall stuff on this show over the last three, well, two years and, and, and nine months. So, and I've said a lot of things Washington-related, whether it was uh, football team, caps, whatever. Um, but you, you've got on me about a lot of stuff. Let's just say that. You've got on me about a lot of stuff because of my passion for the team. But in actuality, I get where you're coming from, and I, I get that. When it comes to my team, just like I can't tell you anything about Buffalo. I, I really can't. As much as I, I, I think players are good, you say they're trash. And, and what do I always tell you on the flip side? When we're doing podcasts and you're like, all right, um, I got a couple topics. KG will lay out the show show topics. The, um, and I'll go through it, but like, hey, I'm not knowledgeable on that, so y'all going to have to take the lead on that. I'm not even going to speak on that. You know, um, and and when we did start and like, hey, we talking about, you know, all everybody's team. I should be watching and know more about the Denver Broncos, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those are teams I focus on now. Lakers, everybody's uh, all of the junkies teams. I try to focus on. So when we come to talk, when we come to to the table and we want to talk about it, I can have some input over what I've seen. Like I can tell you about Buffalo. For the first time in a long time, I'm in, I'm still engaged week six. Um, you know, I don't know if I, you know, if I said this before on the show, like I had to step away from football for a minute because I felt drained after Sunday watching Buffalo struggle. Like it was emotionally draining, mentally draining. And unless you're, I'm not going to say, you know, hey, if you don't understand it, you don't understand it. I understand, you know, I understand. But people know what I'm talking about when you're emotionally invested in your football team. And you don't even want to talk to nobody after a loss. Like, you know, and as much as the Bills been losing the last 20 years, so, you you know, you're talking to somebody that has experienced that a lot. And, you know, I'm like, if this is affecting my mood the rest of the day, I don't want to talk, I don't want to do anything. I said, I can't watch this no more. I got to step away from it. So for the first season in a long time, you know, don't get me wrong. I, you know, last couple of seasons, I watch them from a distance, you know, watch the highlights after the game. But I can actually say I've watched, uh, besides the last three quarters of the Tennessee game, I've watched every game from start to finish. Um, so KG, We need to talk about week six. Yeah, let's, let's jump into um well a little news that was that happened in week five. Uh, something <laughs> that you've been harping on for long, I think longer than anybody. Dan Quinn was fired. Him and uh, the GM in Atlanta are out. 
Uh, Le'Veon Bell cut by the Jets. Matter of fact, we announced that on the Tuesday night flight. When it came, as soon as it came across, Delonte announced it, and we were shocked. And now he has a new home in Kansas City, which is I, I want to start there because I didn't have him going to Kansas City. I, I mean, if you had Le'Veon to Kansas City on your bingo call for 2020, raise your hand, please. Well, I mean, unfortunately, this is. Um... Me and uh, me and Gary talk about this a lot. This is the new NFL. You can complain and bitch your way out of a bad team now. Um, Twenty years ago, thirty years ago, when you got drafted to a team and so your contract is up, you was there. There was no releasing. You know uh, what Jamal Adams did to the Jets. You know, um, Navion Bell does the same thing. Yes, they are very bad football team, but they were a very bad football team before Le'Veon Bell got there. So it, it, it it's like, what did you expect? Like, Jamal Adams got drafted there. So, okay. Um, but it's like we talked about all the time. When you see a player sign, especially NFL, how many running backs can you actually sit here and say that can actually change a game? Right now in the NFL, if I ask you how many running backs, like if a team is slated to win seven, going seven and nine, what running back can you add to their team to make them a playoff contender, make them a 10 or 11 win team? Like KG, how many? How, how many running backs can you honestly say right now that can give me a three game winning swing in a season like they are deciding three games maybe three maybe who well if you are we talking like right now this very moment or just in the league period right now this very moment in the league period right here right now we as of week six as a week, it would have been Saquon Barkley if he wasn't hurt. But I have to put Alvin Kamara. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, and Ezekiel Elliott. Maybe because I don't. I don't agree with that at all. I agree with Zeke. Um, you don't. You don't agree with with uh, Alvin Kamara. I'm I'm saying this, if if we took right now, what what are the Jets? 0 and four, 0 and five. I think 0 and five. Okay, what I'm saying is right now, if we took Sam Donald out and sent Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, could they possibly go eight and eight, nine and seven, and make the playoffs? Possibility, right? Because now you that one, and we know that the quarterback is the most important player on the field. I'm saying uh-huh. if the Jets are on five, is there a running back they can sign to change their season? I'm saying no. Now, if you had the right squad and you have Zeke, I think Zeke, and you, I think if Dallas is smart, you'll see this kind of turn because of the uh, Dak Prescott injury. Zeke can carry the load. But 
and Kamara, I don't think like Kamara's a dual threat. He can catch out the backfield. I'm talking about your main job running the ball. Who can take and over that- a game and just will a team to a win? Derrick Henry. I'm sorry. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Derrick yeah. Henry and Zeke, to me, are right now the only two backs in the league that if my team is slated to seven and nine, if I get those two, I might can get to nine and seven. So that's only a two-game swing. They can decide two games for me with, with them running. Now, just think about that. That's 16 games. Mm. So – I say that because when Le'Veon Bell signed with the Jets, and no way at any time did I ever think the Jets were a contender, ever. They, To me, they were still now the third or fourth best team in the AFC East. At no point, you, and it, it look, hey, look, what I did just say, this is my opinion. At no point when the Jets signed Le'Veon Bell did I put them – we're not even talking about in the AFC. They would be no more than third, better than third in their division. There was no game swing for me. He, the, the Jeff Simon Le'Veon Bell didn't do anything for me. So, and of course, you know, he's been quote-unquote hurt. And I say quote-unquote hurt because I, I speak from the Buffalo experience. The Sammy Watkins of the world's. The Marshawn Lynch's, the Robert Woods, you know, when you're playing for a quote-unquote bad team or someplace you don't want to be, you're hurt all the time. So now he got an opportunity to win the Super Bowl. He went from not making the playoffs, possibly not winning a game with the Jets, to moving on with the Chiefs and now being Super Bowl contenders because that's what they are. So uh, Sean McCoy got a ring last year with the uh, Chiefs. And Le'Veon Bell has a chance to get a ring this year. So now, it'll be very interesting interesting to see how often Le'Veon Bell is injured now. Just listen to you those know, words. You know something? Le'Veon is a... He's, he's an enigma. You forced your way out of Pittsburgh. You became a free agent. A a very good situation, I just want to add. Yeah. You signed a four-year, $52 million contract, $52.5 million contract, $35 million guaranteed, became the second highest-paid running back in the NFL, and he just signed that March 2019. Okay? Here's the problem with that. In his time with the Jets, 15... 17 games, uh, not even a thousand yards rushing. Not even a thousand. He he ran for 74 yards this season alone. Two games, 19 carries, 74 yards. Like, but who KG? Uh, whose fault is that? That's Le'Veon's fault. You didn't have to sign there. You could sign anywhere. I don't agree with that. I think it's the Jets' fault. The, the running back position is the one position in the league where you can go to the third and fourth, fifth round, sixth round, and find you a young, hungry back 
that's going to give you there or not a vet that you know feels in his head he's a superstar he doesn't have anything to prove to you he can practice when he want to practice he can turn the switch on and off in the game you go get you a nice young rookie built just like Le'Veon Bell that can catch out the backfield that got some wheels that's hungry and you're talking about instead of paying Le'Veon Bell you could have maybe allocated that money elsewhere because it's just a bad all the way around bad team bad bad coach trying to figure out how adam gates still has a job um so we made a coach's hot seat a couple of sundays ago i think two of those coaches are gone now right yes indeed yeah two of those coaches are gone and dan quinn and um bill o'brien bill o'brien was fired like a day or two after we posted that which was amazing. I think <laughs> so, we got yeah, we, we may have. <laughs> we may have. So Adam Gates Adam Ga- Yeah, Adam Gates was on a on a coach's high seat before the season. So I'm like, how did you get a job? But that's you know, neither here or there. Um but I, I think that's the Jets fault. Like I I don't blame Le'Veon Bell for going to go get his money. The Jets allowed that. When you have a bad organization, like the Jets are right now, when you allow people to be mediocre, with no standards, that's what you get. You don't hold anybody accountable. That's what you get. So it's a, I don't blame Le'Veon Bell. He got his money. Like, how many times have we seen, and I, I know you in particular, how many times have you been blowing steam about a team fucking over a player. Plenty. Plenty of Plenty. times. So now the the roles are reversed and the, the teams are getting fucked over now. I don't have no sympathy for the teams. I would have never had signed Le'Veon Bell. Not I, I wouldn't. Who in their right mind signs the cadet? I mean, this was not I mean, this was not the Rex Ryan that who were Pretty good. They weren't great. They weren't awesome. They were just pretty good. But this is not that Jet organization. It's not that Jet team. This team has been in turmoil for quite some time. Why would you ever? I don't give. I don't give a damn. They offered two Tahiti Islands and 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 part of Mexico and three uh three hundred million dollars. I still ain't signed in New York. Hey man, it, it, it's a weakness. Like, like, hey man, it, you you see a lot of we talk about Vince Carter, his last couple of years in the NBA, and he, the last couple of his signings is like you don't want to win. I understand you want to play ball, but you don't want to win. Who we signed? Sacramento, Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the other team. This is like, dude, you don't want to win. You just want to collect a check. And, you know, we're going to shift back to football. But when we talk about greatest players of all time and people worthy of the Hall of Fame, that's things I consider. We, we posted something about Dwight Howard. Is he Hall of Fame worthy? Yeah, he has some accolades. But Hall of Famers don't quit. And we have some years where Dwight Howard absolutely mailed it in. And yep. we're talking about... We're talking about he not not secretly like he didn't you know wear the trench coat and the hat and the mask 
and go drop the ballot off at the, the uh, post office. He went there in plain sight. Hey, I'm Dwight Howard. I'm mailing it in. I'm done. I don't want to play. Hall of Famers don't do that. So when I posted that the other day about Dwight being possible Hall of Fame, um, I don't think he is. I, I'm, you know, hey, if everybody deserves a second and third chance. You sit here and you judge people and just think about how many second and third chances you got. The white got somewhere, he's happy, played really good, did his played his role. Played his role, got him a ring. All right, I'm happy for him. Um, but that doesn't make you a Hall of Fame. Your whole body, your whole career makes you a Hall of Fame. But with that being said, how weak the last couple of NBA Hall of Fame classes have been, he probably will get in. He probably will get in because that's just the trend of what's been going on in the NBA. I saw you unmute, KG. What you got to say? No, no. I, I, I was just going to stay straight up. It's because of his name. He's a name. He's a name that everybody can familiar with. That's why he's going to get in. That's why, granted, Mitch Richmond was good. His career was, it was a good, he had a good career. But Mitch Richmond got in as fast as he did because of Mitch Richmond. Everybody knows. I didn't even know. I had to look it up. I forgot Mitch, Mitch, Mitch Richmond actually won a daggone ring with the Lakers. Yeah, I remember that. I remember, you remember when he won it and he just, uh, <sighs> And, and I respect Mitch Richmond, but you remember when he won that ring with the Lakers and he just had that look on his face like he didn't contribute at all. And I think Shaq and Kobe had to go talk to him. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't excited about the ring. And, and that's why I respect Mitch Richmond, because he wanted to contribute. He wanted to feel a part of the ring. And you could tell the look on his face when the Lakers won that championship. He didn't feel a part of it. He felt like he was just riding a pine, collecting a ring, you know? And that's not the type of person Mitch Richmond is. He wants to contribute. But that is the type of person Dwight Howard is. If he just sat there on the bench and collected a ring, he'd be happy with it. Just so happened that he did play, he did contribute some. Um, and, and that's, talking, you know, we talk about the mindsets, of di- you know, the different mindsets of players. And, you know, that's, that's what we factor in. We factor in all of that. You know what I'm saying? Charles Barkley's a Hall of Fame. He didn't win no rings, but he had a dog mindset. Yeah, he said some controversial things, did some controversial things, but you know what I'm saying? He played his ass off on the floor, you know? So, KG, we need to take a break and um, come back and finish uh, NFL Week 6 segment, get to some of these games, a couple of the big ones. Uh, give our opinions on that, and then we need to uh, wrap this thing up. Yes, sir. All right, just keep listening. Sideline Junkies, NFL Week Number 6 Sunday Rise. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Right back at it. NFL Week Number 6. The balls, BJ, big guy KG. We about to dive into uh, a couple of these NFL Week Number Six games. We'll post our. Um, we need to post our uh, records as of 
week five, KG. We posted in the, um, all of our groups and stuff just to see, let everybody see where we are as far as the picks. So, right. um, with no further ado, let's go into um, first. We, we just picked, like always, we pick a couple of big games out of schedule. And then, like always, we'll do our two teams. Like, we'll talk about the Kansas City-Buffalo game tomorrow night, and we'll talk about Washington football team at the Meadowlands playing the uh, Giants. Is the Meadowlands still? What do they play at? They're not a New York team. Buffalo's Met. the only real New York team. MetLife Stadium. Okay, wherever it is. Who cares? Um, <laughs> let's talk about local. Let's start locally first. Ravens. At the Eagles, the Ravens are a seven-point favorite, 49 points under. Um, what you got, KG, on that one? Ooh, this is Baltimore versus a nicked-up uh, Philadelphia squad. Um, you said 49 is the over-under? Yeah, I'm going to go under, over. They under 49. I'm, I'm going to go over, and I'm going to say uh, Ravens. Ravens 41-13. 41-13, wow. Okay. Um, I, I definitely like the Ravens here. Um, the Eagles are definitely, you know, struggling. Carson Wentz struggling. You know, we've said on the show plenty of times that, you know, he – Definitely hasn't proven himself to be a franchise quarterback. Um, you know, what is it going to take to see Jalen Hurts? That's that's the next question. How bad, how much, you know, how much, you know, more suck it, sucking play does he have to, you know, perform to, to bring out Jalen Hurts? Is Jalen Hurts ready to play? You know, that's another thing, you know. So give me the Ravens today. I'm going to go under the 49. But give me the Ravens. I'm going to say... 24-13 Baltimore. So, that takes us to our next game. You pick the next game, KG. What are we doing? What are we talking about next? Well, I, I, I got to do this because going with uh, we're going to stick in the 1 o'clock hour. Talking. The, one of the best rivalries in football out of one of the best divisions is Pittsburgh and Cleveland. It's always a a fight. And let's do Pittsburgh and Cleveland. And I believe that is in Pittsburgh. It is in Pittsburgh. So the Steelers are five and a half point favorite with uh, 51 points under. Saying 51 under 51 points. And like you said, this is this is definitely one of the games I have circled. And it's one of those things as a divisional matchup. The Steelers um, are definitely still, the you know, at the top of the division with Baltimore. But it's Baltimore right now. Pittsburgh looks like they're finally healthy. Big Ben is healthy. Um, Chase Claypool, if you didn't know who he was, I didn't either. He had four touchdowns last week. So now you're going to come in. The Browns know about Chase Claypool, but they still got Juju. So now it looks like you know, Big Ben has two legitimate weapons to throw to. And and it it seems like it's always that way in Pittsburgh. One receiver, you know, moves on Antonio Brown, Juju comes up. Juju, you know, has a bad game. Now you get Big Ben, find somebody else. 
Um, I'm rolling with the Steelers, though. Um, OJB was uh, he had some sickness this week. He tested positive. I'm sorry, tested negative for COVID-19. But he is expected to play him and uh, Jarvis Landry. I think uh, Baker Mayfield's a little nicked up, but he's expected to play also. But if we're talking Baker Mayfield versus Big Ben, the Steelers got a really good defense. I'm taking the Steelers. Um, man, I'm going to say give me 24-21 um, Pittsburgh. Hmm. You got it close. Uh, OBJ, he's suffering from uh, gastroenteritis. Same thing that Dwayne Haskins is suffering from. Um, not nothing to play with. It'll take the energy out of you. It'll it'll deflate your balloon quickly because it's not. It's it's kind of a stomach flu, but it's worse. It it doesn't last for two to three days. It may last for a week. So the simple fact that he's going to play today is absolutely amazing. Um, but I, I, I got to agree with you. It's going to be close. And I'm going to say Pittsburgh, 31, Cleveland, 28. Last second field goal, uh, probably the most exciting game you'll see in the 1 o'clock hour. Okay. Well, the next game on my list, is, I got two more. I got the uh, the Packers at Tampa Bay, and then I'll, I actually think the Cards and the Cowboys are going to be a good game. So going to Green Bay, Tampa Bay, the battle of number 12, the battle of the Vets, they got Tampa Bay favored by three with uh, 52 points under. Um, I think Tom Brady is definitely embarrassed about what happened his last game, not knowing the fourth down. So he's going to be looking to come out spitting fire. You know, we already know with the other number 12 on the other side, Aaron Rodgers. We already know he's a bad man. I think this is going to be a shootout. I'm going over the 52. Um, I'm going to say, man, it's hard to pick. You know, it's these other games, you know, you, you could definitely tell who's the better quarterback. Um, Tampa Bay has a lot of weapons, but – I'm going to go Green Bay, 34 to 30. I just think Aaron Rodgers has more of a more um, what's the word I'm looking for? He has a longer time with his his weapons than Tom Brady does. Um, more camaraderie, more of a connection. The word will come to me in a minute, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, 34 30, KG. All right. I got it. It's hard when we picking games of the week because nine times ten, we're thinking along the same lines. Uh, people are thinking Tom Brady is is done, thinking he, he he's washed up because of last week and the pick six against uh, the Chargers, stuff like that. They're thinking, oh, well, that never happened in New England. It did. But Tom Brady always bounced back from it. Everybody's acting like he can't have a bad stretch of games. It happened. But TB12 is going to bounce back. He's going to have a good game today. Hopefully he hits uh, Mike Evans for at least two to three touchdowns. I got Mike Evans a fan. Need that. But 
Green Bay is going to take this. And it's going to be pretty good. I think that it's going to be, a, uh, dare I say, on the level of Brady versus Manning, good. So give me Green Bay 24, Tampa Bay 20. Our, our last game before we move into our our squads, I want to talk about the Cardinals at the Cowboys. Um, of course, everybody saw Dak Prescott with the uh, compound ankle fracture. We wish him the best. Definitely wish him a speedy recovery. Um, but with that being said, moving on, the Cowboys still have all their weapons. And um, they bring Andy Dalton in to lead this offense now. And what I was saying earlier, now Zeke should take way more reps in that offense. You know, I, I don't want to leave the game in Andy Dalton hand. I know he can, if he if he, if need be, if you set up Zeke right, that offense should be wide open for Andy Dalton to hit uh, Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, um, you know, all those boys. Zeke out the backfield. You know, you still got good offensive line. They got the Cobb, the uh, Cowboys favored by three today with uh, 52 points under. So with that being said, the Cardinals, I like the Cardinals. I like Callum Murray. I like uh, Hop over there, Larry Fitzgerald. Um, I think I'm going to take the Cowboys today. I, do I want to take the Cowboys? KG, give me your take on the game. By the time you finish, I should, I should know who I want. I don't know who I want to pick. <laughs> well, Andy Dalton came in and – the terrible injury to Dak Prescott. Um, shame on anybody that was making fun of Dak getting hurt. Whether you were a fan of Dak, a fan of the Cowboys, but the simple fact that you're making fun. That's something that can be life-changing, career-altering. So, speed recovery to one Dak Prescott. But Andy Dalton came in handle his business. I Granted, it was against the Giants, but Andy Dalton made two good throws. Now, I, I, let me, I'm lying. They weren't good throws. Two great throws to the sideline, com, uh, complete with great catches to put them in position to win. I think Andy Dalton to get rolling, and the Cowboys might, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win every game, but they they might be hard to stop. They might become the favorite of the NFC least. So give me Dallas. I just I don't I don't even think it's gonna be close. Give me Dallas 24 to 10. I think they're gonna be playing expired. Uh, I'm going to Cardinals. Ooh you and Big Jim. I might be the only I'm going Cardinals because of how bad the Cowboys defense has been. And Dak is a playmaker, okay? Andy Dalton's not a playmaker. Andy Dalton is somebody that's going to come in, run the offense. He's not somebody that's going to make you the same amount of big plays Dak Prescott can make you. So, um, man, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be over 52. And I'm taking Cardinals, 38. Cowboys 34. So 
with that being said, that leaves us with our two squads left. Who's going first? Who's what teams are we talking about first? We doing Washington football team. Actually, you we doing Washington football team first because the Bills don't play till tomorrow night. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. And and the Bills got the better record as of right now. So uh, gotta throw that in there. So the Washington football team goes to MetLife Stadium. The Giants are favored by three and a half with the uh Overall point total, Vegas is saying 44 and a half under. Oh, man. Kyle Allen is starting today, which I like. Alex Smith had to come in for a hot second um, because of the hit Kyle Allen took. But you can definitely tell Alex Smith was heroic. It was great to see he's not ready to play. Kyle Allen definitely um, gives you a little bit more spark, gets the offense moving. Um... Man, this is this is a tough game. I think that if Cal Allen can get them moving a little bit with uh, the the the, the uh, football team front seven, I'm going to say football team today. Football team today. The Giants showed they can put up points last week, which I you know, like I said, this is a way better defense than the Cowboys. So I don't think that's going to be the case today. I think they're going to, you know, put Daniel Jones in some bad positions. So give me the football team today. Um, 20 to 13 football team. Now, I'm going to say this, and I, I, I make no apologies for it. Unpopular opinion. Well, let me, let, let me. Focus on the good first. Seeing Alex Smith back on the field last week was absolutely awesome. Uh, the simple fact that everything he'd been through, 17 surgeries, nearly losing his leg and his life. Uh, absolutely awesome. I, I held my breath a couple of times. Uh, Aaron Donald rode his back for that first sack. You know, a lot of things. Now, here's the unpopular opinion. Anybody that says that Alex Smith looked good last week against the Rams in the rain. You blind, you need your eyes checked and some other things. But don't sit there and hype up Alex Smith that he looked so good last week when he was sacked, what, six times? And the offense didn't move. He mustered 32 yards of offense. So, come on. Now, we got a stretch of Six games. We're going to have, in a stretch of six games, we got the Giants twice, Cowboys twice, the Lions, and the, um, geez, the Bengals. Out of those six games, today starts that six-game stretch. I'm not saying they can go 6-0, but it would be kind of fucking nice if we went 6-0 against bottom feeder teams. So, B, you say Washington football today. I say Washington football today, tomorrow, forever. And uh, Dwayne Haskins is also inactive today. So is uh, Thomas Davis Jr. and Nate Orchard. You say Washington football team forever because you're a delusional bastard. That's why. Wow. Coming. No, but I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even. 
Might have been a fight. Oh man, what's your what's your score? What you got on? You did you give a score? Oh no, I didn't even give a score. But Washington. And what what was the points? Uh, under forty four. Uh, let's see, football team. Yeah, under forty four and a half. For it, Giants it, are favored by three and a half. It's gonna be well under forty four and a half, and that you know you get three for being the home team. The simple fact that that's no that right there. I would hang that line on the bullet. And both, you know, in the meeting rooms everywhere. They're favored by three at 0-5. They have no respect for you. You get three for being at home. But Vegas has no respect for you. Obviously, this this Giants, I would make up anything to get this team motivated. But they're not going to score more than 17. So, 17-9 Washington. Well, and that leaves our final game before we leave y'all today. That leaves Kansas City in Buffalo tomorrow night. Um, I'm going to go first. I'm going to let KG finish because I'm ready to talk now. My Bills took a ass-whipping Tuesday night in Tennessee at the hands of the Texans. Nothing went right for Buffalo. And once again, through five weeks, the defense has proven to be horrific. They cannot get to the quarterback. They cannot stop the run. So it's mind-blowing right now because – and it's – I know Tremaine Edmonds is nicked up. Matt Milano is dealing with some injuries. That's the heart of the defense right there. Tredavious White didn't play last week. Okay, great. But even with those guys being on the field the last couple of weeks, I saw the same defense Tuesday night. Can't get to the quarterback. Can't stop the run. Mind you, it's Derrick Henry. We all saw the stiff arm of the century against Josh Norman. Um, that concerns me going forward. They're going to have to decide. Like this, you know, the offense even struggled last week. Now, we're talking about 42-16. Um, it doesn't change my mind on Josh Allen. I still think he's it. He's it. He's the franchise. He made some hell of a throws that game. It's there. They were missing John Brown. I, I just, for me, missing that one player, if that one player really made the offense struggle like that, then they, they're going to have to really go back to the drawing board and figure out some things. Because one player, I understand how, you know, how dynamic he is and being able to take the top off the, the defenses, but you got to be able to adjust. Um, there, Buffalo's going to have to decide, you know, because right now they're on top of the AFC, AFC East. They haven't played the Patriots yet. But with the defensive line issues, they're going to have to decide if they're going to go pull the trigger and make a trade. Because if they could get to the quarterback, if they could get some push on the defensive line, they could be something. Right now, if they don't do that, they're still a year away. They're still a year away. I see them winning the AFC East. I see them struggling with the Patriots because you're talking about Bill Belichick. Everybody saw that game because, you know, you're trying to see if Buffalo's going to 5-0. and You're trying to see how real Buffalo is. And Tennessee dialed up some blitzes. Tennessee got penetration. So Buffalo got some work to put in. I'm – 
I'm not, of course, I don't want to see my team lose. But at the same time, I'm glad it happened to them. Bring them back down to earth. Let them know that, hey, y'all are, y'all are good, but y'all not there yet. So now you got the world champs coming to Buffalo. And the one that, dynamic that's missing is Bill's Mafia. Nobody's going to be in the stands. It's a home game with no fans. If Bill's Mafia was able to be at this game on Monday night, with the world champs, that thing would be, you, you wouldn't be able to hear anything. But unfortunately, they're not there. Unfortunately, this defense is not playing very well at all. And you got Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes coming into town. This week, unfortunately, I have to pick against my boys. Um, I'm going to say 34-28. Kansas City, the Bills dropped their second straight game. Kansas City comes back, uh, bounce back win from losing to their division rivals, the Raiders. 34-28, Kansas City, KG. Wow. Wow. I I don't even know what to say because I didn't have you picking Kansas City, but I'm going the opposite. I think after that loss to Tennessee Tuesday night and uh, the stiff arm hurt around the world made me so daggone happy. When I'm having a bad day, I put the video of it on just because I don't like Josh Norman. Not one iota. So that, that was beautiful for me. But to see uh, – Buffalo bounce back today would be absolutely awesome. And I think that's what we're going to get. We're going to get Buffalo bouncing back. Um, No knock on Kansas City. But uh, I think they'll take this L. Buffalo 31, Kansas City 28. All right, well. Hey, it is 12 o'clock. Like, like I always throw the reminder out there, we are finished. We appreciate you listening. Go set your lineups. Go set your fantasy lineups. If you got some fan duel, go set your lineups. Make sure you read who's active, who's inactive. Um, Cook, the running back for Minnesota, is not playing today, so his backup will be getting all the reps. You're welcome. Um... Chase Claypool, everybody's going to be, you know, harking on him since he had four touchdowns last week. So go set your lineups. Go get everything straight. Uh, You've been listening to the Sideline Junkies NFL Rise, week number six. I am the boss, BJ, for the big guy, KG. We out of here. Enjoy your NFL Sunday. Don't eat too many buffalo wings.